Hey people, how are you doing? Uh, this is Lorraine, Mr. Lorraine, and this is my second episode of my podcast, Mr. Lorraine, the name chose me, so yeah, you have to bear with me, please people, this is my first time doing this whole podcast business, so I'm still learning, I might repeat myself here and there, but I'm just learning, hopefully I can improve as the episodes go on, so what I want to talk about today, just the week, what's been going on, what's been happening, so I did a Edinburgh preview show on the 16th of June for my show, uh, Emancipation. So this year I'm taking two shows to the Edinburgh Fringe. One is called Emancipation and one is called Mr. Lorraine. So Mr. is spelled M-I-S-T-A, Lorraine, um, at different venues at the Fringe. And it's basically, you know, the chronicles of my life. So Emancipation is more me acting and sketch comedy, whereas Mr. Lorraine is more for stand-up show. So, uh... Just trying to bring a bit of variety to the fringe. Um, So yeah, like I said in my first episode, just the introduction, just trying to get people to know and understand a little bit about Mr. Lorraine. But I will elaborate as time goes on about some of the things that I mentioned. So um, what I want to talk about today really is just some of the ridiculous situations that I've been in, you know. So I did mention the issue about the bank. So I have a very uh issue that resonates with me so i'm sure i mentioned it a little bit but i didn't really talk about about it the way that i really wanted so the issue with the bank was where my account had been suspended and that day i thought i was actually being proactive going to the bank with my id etc etc and when i get to the bank i have to call customer services in the bank and really like i said the last time what really gets to me is the fact that um the there's no communication within the system. So the person I call in customer services does not know that I'm actually calling from a branch of a bank. That's why I was asked again, you know, that since I failed security, I needed to present myself in the bank with my ID, something that's the position that I was in at that moment in time. What really got to me was when the phone call was taken over. So the person I'd called had requested now to speak to one of the workers in the branch. And these two were having this conversation about me. So this other person was looking at me, the corner of her eye, looking up and down. And I'm sure they'd been asked, you know, is that really a woman? So she was just looking at me up and down. And she says into the phone, yes, it's a woman. And this person on the other end probably said, are you really, really sure? Can you check? Because this person was staring at my breasts for like five seconds longer than it was comfortable for me. No lie, this happened in my neighborhood. It was in New Malden. It was actually in the Halifax branch. I'll never forget that um because what happened was after they had had their verification uh instead of me being handed over the phone so i could you know continue with the reason for my call um the phone was actually just uh i was just told that you know what you can now use your account and these two decided to terminate that call on my behalf nobody cared if i had any other things that needed to be you know rectified that day they just decided that yes you've come you've shown us that you're a woman now you can just f off and get the hell out of the bank that's how it felt um no lie i felt like stripping i actually wanted to just take my top off and you know jiggle my breast so they can they can just see that i'm actually a woman because that's how humiliated i felt that day i sat in my car for a while i was almost in tears because now i was thinking i actually need to make a complaint about this and then in my head i was just starting starting to draft the the complaint but then on the other end, I knew that I probably wasn't going to proceed with it because numerous times I've typed up complaints in that moment when it's happened and I'm upset, I'm angry. 
but then I never press send because at the end of the day, I just realized there's nothing to get from it. You know, sometimes you get compensation, but at the end of the day, um, all you're going to get is, you know, a few months down the line, a few weeks down the line, you're going to be in that same position where you're being humiliated, where you're going to be embarrassed. But this bank, they actually literally just stripped me. They stripped me bare and just, you know, gave me my marching orders. And I just thought, you know, how long will I continue to put myself through these humiliating situations? And even the bank actually called me while I was sat in my car, uh, apologetic about what had happened. And I got 80 quid for my trouble so that I obviously didn't take the matter further. But really, was that 80 pounds enough compensation? It wasn't, you know, but you sometimes you just get beat down to that point where you think, what's the point of, you know, fighting for myself? What's the point in trying to fight my corner? I'll just take whatever comes to me, whatever they decide to give to me is what I'm just going to take. So that's where that position where I was in because I felt helpless. So in the end, I just started to actually avoid making phone calls, avoid phone conversations with with banks and service providers because it was always the same argument. I'm not Lorraine and they're so sure I'm not Lorraine. And even if I tried to, you know, verify who I am, etc. It just let me nowhere. So that really just kind of, it was just like a kick. And I just decided I was just going to avoid phone conversations, etc., etc. And um, <clears throat> another incident, I remember I was, I needed to get a loan. And I actually spoke in a high-pitched voice for the duration of that conversation. And it was, it sounded pathetic because my high-pitched voice would be something like, Hi, my name's Lorraine. Yes, I'm calling because I'd like to get a loan. Um, my details are etc, etc. So that's how I spoke for the duration of that conversation because I knew, because I needed something, I wanted something. So if I started to argue with these people now, then definitely they're just going to pull the plug and think, you know what, we're not even entertaining this nonsense. This is definitely fraud, etc, etc. So I had to put myself in that position where I pretended as if, you know, that was my voice, the high pitch, or sometimes I'd actually cough during the conversation to let the person on the other end know that I've got a cold. So that would explain why my voice is the way it is. But it's just like, how long can you continue to do that to yourself where people are not accepting who you are? So you're finding ways to, to compromise who you are or finding ways just to make these people happy, find a medium that makes them happy, makes you acceptable to them, you know. But uh, the question is, are you accepting yourself? Are you accepting who you are? So those are some of the things that I've, you know, ex experienced. And it's it's not easy. Some people obviously uh, consider this to be a minor issue. But if it's something that actually affects you directly, then you realize that it's not minor. It just goes beyond people thinking I am a man over the phone you know it's the whole thing about assumptions and we make decisions about people based on the assumptions that we've made and some of those decisions can greatly harm someone can greatly affect somebody negatively but we never think about it that way because I was feeling like I'm a transaction and the moment the conversation is finished and the person is gonna head on to the next transaction head on to the next person that they're going to be upsetting whatever it is they'll be doing to them so we we're just transactions in this whole uh, game we we're pawns in the game of customer service 
you know and uh it's more like if you don't like it just lump it that sort of like situation so if it's something that you greatly need if you need of a loan etc then you're going to have to compromise yourself so that you are accepted and whatever you present is accepted and is believable that this actually this is the person calling this is the person who who needs to get the loan i actually had a day when i was just in for a fight uh this was with barclays bank I'm just going to name the banks because it's actually true stories. I'm sure if they go back onto their recorded phone calls, then they'll just realize actually they might need to delete a few things. So I was arguing with this person from Barclays Bank because I wasn't giving in. I wasn't relenting that day. You know, I'd given them all the correct information, which I knew was correct, but they were still trying to make it as if I'd got something wrong because there's no way I can forget my own name, my date of birth, my mother's maiden name my husband's name, you know, that sort of thing, to the point where they decided to say, okay, they'll call me back or whatever. They decided to terminate the call. I forget exact exact details. But then what happened was a few minutes later, I get a call on my phone and this lady says, can I speak to George? Then I told her, no, this is not George. And then she asked me, oh, who are you? So I'm thinking, who the hell are you calling? Who are you trying to speak to? And then I knew it was Barclays and I said to her, I'm not George and I know that this is a call from Barclays Bank. What are you trying to do? And I caught her out, I, you know, there and then because I was really, really pissed off then. But I'm thinking, why are they treating me like some stupid person? Really, you know, you call my phone, you want to speak to George and I tell you George is not here. Now you want me to identify who I am. Obviously, if you'd actually been somebody who actually cared about your customer, then the approach would actually be different, but uh, yeah, you end up just being feeling like you're stupid, or like you're a child, or somebody saying, "Oh, so who are you? What's your date of birth?" I'm like, "How does somebody just call you and they demand all this personal information from you? People you don't even know. People you know these days you don't know who's who's calling you. They cannot even have the courtesy, decency to identify themselves. They're just bombarding you with these like questions." And the whole issue where people think they need to correct who I am, like I'd mentioned before, if especially like if I've called regarding my mobile phone, then they realize that, oh, sorry, we wrote Miss Lorraine when this person came to open the account. So they just start calling it Mr. Lorraine. Um, and that's happened a few times. I even have the letters here to, to prove it. Um, but then when I go and open that account, I go with my ID my passport etc so even if they scan look at the files that have been scanned they realize that this account is actually in the name of a miss lorraine so why cannot can they just not continue with it being miss lorraine they just hear what they hear and they decide there and then that actually this account is the man i don't know why we said it's a woman so they think they are rectifying the situation and when just this last week um I needed to give verbal consent for my daughter at school. So they called me um, during the day because uh, my daughter was like, you know, speak to my mom because actually my husband was out of the country. So I speak to them. I give my verbal consent for this issue. And then uh, so my daughter's saying, oh, so they're saying, oh, they spoke to my to, to They're like, oh, we spoke to your dad. So now she's trying to explain that. No, actually, you know, you've spoken to my mom. Um, yes, my mom's got a deep voice, but they were arguing with my daughter that no, we've spoken to your dad, even though they used my daughter's phone to call me and my number comes under mum. 
So she was trying to explain that to them, but people feel the need to correct things instead of them actually just verifying, no, we will correct it. You've got it wrong. Let's correct it. Um, the story I'll leave you with today is with the RAC. So this was probably 2015. Yeah, 2015, somewhere there, I think. Yeah, 2015. So we'd moved. So I didn't move my daughter's school because she was like in year six. Then she only had a year left. So it didn't make sense to try and find her a new school because her old school was basically within reach. So I'm driving, trying to get my daughter to school. I hit the curb and my tire burst. And this is like a very stressful sort of like situation because we were trying to just map out our route then. So to avoid my daughter being delayed or getting to school late because we'd had a few incidents. So you're kind of just trying to navigate around the traffic of that time. So I'd use the back route. So I had a burst tire. I'm stressed. My 10 year old boss is like looking at me like, dude, you know, you have to get me to school on time. So I decide to get an Uber, whatever. We go to school and then I come back to, to my car. So I've got recovery with my bank uh, and it's the RAC who provide that recovery. So when I call the recovery company, the lady in customer service um, is calling me, sir, this, sir, that. And I do correct. I'm like, sorry, actually, my name is Lorraine. It's Miss Lorraine. Uh, even if you check the account. It clearly states that this account is in the name of Miss Lorraine. So she calls me Miss Lorraine for two seconds. And then two, three seconds later, I'm back to Mr. Lorraine. So I just decide I'm not going to argue with this woman because it's pointless. What's more important, what was more important then was to get the mechanic on his way to come and see me. And do what was needed to be done. So the mechanic calls me. He's on his way. He just wants to get my exact location. So I answer the phone. He wants to speak to Lorraine. I tell him he's speaking to Lorraine. Then he's demanding to speak to the account holder, the one that's on the account. I'm like, yes, it's Lorraine. It's me. He's like, look, mate, you know, I know you're a bloke and I'm tired of having my time wasted. So when I get to you, you better, better have ID. I know you're a bloke. I'm like, I'm not a bloke. Yes, I know you're a bloke. You better have ID. So that's where we're left with that. This bloke should have ID to prove that. They are Lorraine, they are who they say they are. And uh, needless to say, when the mechanic uh, arrived to where I was at, they looked at me and they realized what had happened. Very apologetic, very embarrassed. But the thing is, we didn't need to get to that situation because I'd explained myself that my name is Lorraine and I've got, and, you know, that, don't you actually say to people, I've got a deep voice? And given the fact you're, you're coming to me, then clearly, obviously, we are going to see each other. And you've asked for ID, I've told you I've got ID, so why can you not just take things the way I say them? So now he's embarrassed and I have to be embarrassed on his behalf and just tell him it's okay. When it's not okay, you know, while I was sitting there waiting, I was just thinking of what the hell is going to happen with, you know, when this guy gets there, is he going to refuse to to attend to my car, etc., etc. And what proof did he want? To prove that I'm a woman. What, what proof was he actually, you know, asking for at that moment in time? So that's the thing. This guy was convinced that I was a man. And for whatever reason, I was pretending to be a woman for, I don't know, the fun of it or whatever it is. People think I might want to pretend to be a woman for. So that's the thing, you know, if you make an assumption, 
you make an ass out of you and me. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I've been Mr. Lorraine and I'll catch you next time. Uh, really would love your feedback about what you think of the podcast. Uh, any questions or anything, things you'd like me to address or talk about, I'll be most grateful. Thank you. I've been Mr. Lorraine.